Hey there, it's Friday, October 21st, 2022, and we've got the latest information on what's happening in the cannabis industry. So get ready, because this is the M News Now. Multi-state cannabis operator Green Thumb Industries is joining forces with Circle K stores to sell licensed Green Thumb cannabis products at Circle K gasoline retail stores in Florida. The exact terms were not disclosed, but it was noted that Green Thumb will be leasing space within the Circle K locations. Green Thumb outlets in Circle K will be branded as Rise Express stores, and they'll have a separate entrance from the gas station. Sales are planned to start at some point in 2023 at 10 of the company's 600 locations throughout Florida. Green Thumb CEO Ben Kovler said, This is a futuristic deal. He pointed out that having cannabis alongside standard consumer products like snacks and sodas will continue to normalize cannabis amongst the general public. Since Florida only has legal medical marijuana, the sales will be limited to residents holding a valid med card. Currently, there are approximately 700,000 Florida residents who do have a valid medical marijuana card. Green Thumb CEO Ben Kovler said the company does have eyes on the possibility of more of this type of expansion saying that there's appetite for it in other states as well. A Texas poll that was released over the summer found that 60% of voters in the state support making cannabis legal for any use. Despite that support, current Governor Greg Abbott continues his stance to prevent cannabis legalization initiatives, and state lawmakers have been unable to pass a statewide decriminalization proposal. Texas does not allow citizen-led initiatives to put statewide issues on the ballot, But there is the potential for local jurisdictions to put voter-led initiatives, such as decriminalization, on local ballots. And that's just what one activist group has been successfully doing. Ground Game Initiatives brought a decriminalization initiative to voters in Austin who passed the measure. And this November, their efforts were successful in bringing more initiatives to vote. This time, it's the cities of Denton, Elgin, Harker Heights, Killeen, and San Marcos who'll be voting on decriminalization. And now, the group is setting their sights on San Antonio for their next signature drive to put decriminalization on ballots next spring. Ground Game Texas will be working with two other advocacy groups who are bringing initiatives regarding non-cannabis-related measures. For the cannabis section of the initiative, Ground Game Texas has written their goal as passing a measure so that San Antonio police officers shall not issue citations or make arrests for Class A or Class B misdemeanor possession of marijuana offenses. It also says that police can't consider the odor of marijuana or hemp to constitute probable cause for any search or seizure. Their initiative would also decriminalize possession of synthetic cannabinoids. The measure's other parts would be related to the other advocacy groups who are seeking to prevent law enforcement from criminalizing abortion, executing no-knock warrants, and using chokeholds against suspects. The activists will be working to collect approximately 35,000 signatures by early January so that they can ensure placement on the May 2023 ballot. Voters in San Antonio can look for that petition to sign, and hopefully they'll be able to vote on that issue next May as planned. Cannabis activists in Oklahoma had worked hard to place a cannabis legalization measure on next month's ballot, but they faced too many obstacles to make it in time. Oklahoma's governor has now officially called for a special election in March of 2023, where voters will finally get to decide on the Marijuana Legalization Initiative. On the one hand, this is a welcome development for advocates, as the court action could have meant that legalization wouldn't have been decided until the next general election in November of 2024. 
But on the other hand, putting the initiative on a special off-year ballot raises some concerns about the lower and potentially more conservative voter turnout compared to a general election. Although there is this concern, it's worth noting that in the past, Oklahoma voters did show up to a June 2018 primary to approve the medical marijuana legalization measure. So it's hoped that they'll do the same this May regarding recreational legalization. Michelle Tilley, who's the campaign director for the OSLM Yes on 820 movement, told Marijuana Moment, We are grateful the voices of over 164,000 Oklahomans who signed the petition and want to vote on legalizing recreational marijuana for adults in Oklahoma have been heard. She also added, Now we need to make sure that they turn out to vote. A Department of Energy contractor has recently lost his clearance eligibility by using CBD and THC for back pain. The Department of Energy contractor has had clearance for over a decade, but over the years, some back problems have come up, and last summer, he was prescribed opioids for pain relief. Fearing opioid addiction, he researched alternative means of pain management, and his doctor suggested CBD products. He was concerned it wouldn't be strong enough, though. His wife used a THC product for her own pain management and suggested he try that. So, ultimately, he used a combination of CBD and THC topical products, as well as a vaping pen. Three months later, he was selected for a random urinalysis test at work, where THC was found in his urine and he was terminated from his position. A Department of Energy judge reviewed the employee's appeal, but under the current guidelines, the judge declined to reinstate clearance eligibility. This is yet another reminder to be extremely careful when using CBD or THC products while working for a federal agency such as the Department of Energy. While cannabis companies try to navigate the complicated legal and tax system they're forced to deal with, many, if not most, have had a hard time keeping afloat financially. Even the ancillary businesses have had to make changes and tighten belts. Today, Leafly announced a staffing reduction of 56 positions, or 21% of the company's workforce, through a combination of layoffs and attrition to ensure their long-term financial health. Yoko Miyashita, the CEO of Leafly, said, These reductions will help preserve our ability to respond to opportunities as this industry continues to mature and expand and allow us to more effectively manage our capital. Persistent drought conditions in British Columbia, Canada, have made businesses there buckle down on their water usage, and this includes the cannabis industry. If there's no significant rainfall over the next few weeks, the Chapman Water System, which covers most of the lower half of British Columbia, has requested a state of local emergency be put in place. The emergency order would state that, as of November, recreational cannabis businesses would no longer be able to receive and use water supplied by the Chapman Water System for the purpose of growing or producing cannabis. This would only be applicable to the recreational cannabis producers, as medical cannabis producers would be exempt. There has been some rain in the forecast for British Columbia, but the Water District said that the Chapman watershed must be fully recharged in order for water regulations to be scaled back and for a state of local emergency to be lifted. So in other words, a very significant amount of rain would need to be dropped before that ban is recalled. That's all you need to know for today. Be sure to keep listening for the latest updates and follow us on themnewsnow.com. Later.